that's the end of our entertainment segment for the day. We do have to get to our most popular topic, which is dating. At least get a few topics in because this is uh, some of our best topics that we have. So I'm going to jump right into the dating because people love to hear it. Um, and apparently love to hear Jay to Josh as well. <laughs> Jumpy John, I don't know, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking with that one. <laughs> but me and John, uh, we we already kind of talked about or heard about in the barbershop um, as we go on Thursdays to a new you. But uh, definitely want to bring it on on wax. Put it on wax. <laughs> get, it, get, <laughs> get it on the podcast here. So let's talk about the waiting game and. Um, I guess let's just start from the beginning. The sex on the first date. If a girl does opt to have sex or uh, present sex as an option, I guess is even better to put it. Kind of like uh, you go out on a date with her. She like at the end you want to come upstairs. Like cliche ish, right? A, a nightcap, yeah. Yeah, nightcap or whatever. Does that make her a hoe? No, not at all. Not even close. <laughs> Banks, I don't think it makes her hoe. Like I'll give you examples. Um, hmm. um, I'll give two examples. This is like when I was younger. Um, one girl, like it was, it was a bit strange. It kind of threw me off. But to this day, I don't know if she was telling me the truth or not. But she told me I was like her first experience. And um, I remember we literally met, and um, like I, we, I met on her on her campus, and then we literally went out um, for drinks, and we go back to her dorm, and we start kissing or whatever, and the next thing led to another, and she's like, "Oh, do you have a condom?" I was like, "Of course," pulled it right out, and we end up engaging. You smashed. Inexperiences. <laughs> <laughs> sexual and, and, experiences. And consensual sexual experiences. Yes. yes. Enthusiastic, no. yes. Yes, nothing. He smashed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember she told me that this was her first time. Now, did she say before or after? Because that's what I'm confused at. After. Which, again, I, I thought that she was just running the game. Which I thought. Which Back. makes sense to me. But after, like... How everything went, and then like the activity involved, just didn't also didn't really make sense as supposed to her experience because it didn't really seem like she knew what she was doing. Interesting. So, I in a sense, it just didn't make sense to me because it was like the same day, and then you choose me. All out right, of, hold on, hold on. We got to back up. This is a new you radio podcast. Yes. Bro. So what was this activity involved? Like you got to talk. We, we engaged. No, you don't. You definitely oh, hold don't on. Know. Banks is a gangster and a gentleman. He can, you know. Right. That's true. We <laughs> gained. We engaged in adult relations. All right. And it apparently was her first time, and there was a part of me that didn't make that didn't believe it because of how quickly everything happened. Right. But then there was another part of me just judged off her performance. I'm like, okay, maybe she wasn't lying. She wasn't lying, and for whatever reason, I just so happened to be the lucky guy out of the hat. And some women do this. I've seen it, not percent, not per, not with me, but I've seen women where they may choose a guy, 
that they like or they've been watching or eyeing and they just want to get it over with. Um, to answer the question that, that I that I wrote here, um, I, I don't think it makes her a hoe either. Um me personally, um have I had sex on the first date? Yeah, several times. Like I don't I don't even know how I many. But um uh so so it's definitely happened to me. <laughs> uh maybe not several, but you know, a, a few times. I, I don't know, Mike. It sounds pretty routine over here. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the that's what I, I wouldn't I got. say routine, <laughs> but you know um <laughs> Jaded Mike. <laughs> no, I did it all at all. But it's funny because actually, Jazz, our guy from the barbershop, and it's a little story time with Miguel, as Josh would say. Uh, <laughs> funny, my boy Ray said it's like an actual segment. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so it's funny. So, um, so uh, Jazz, right? We was, I was talking to Jazz one day, and he was talking about um, going on first date with a girl, and he was talking about you know. It, what I would do, and, and, and you know, I didn't have his full intentions, but he said, you know, I would uh, take her out and then say, let's get a room for the night, blah, blah, blah. Now, when he said this, now Jazz's whole plan is just like weirdly playing mental games. He wants to like take her out, get a room for the night, and then go in a room with her and then just leave her there so you can have it or whatever. I'll see you later. I don't have time for that. But for me, when he said this about getting the room for the night, I already had a date planned with a girl. At the time, um, and we were going to uh, chickens and peas, I think. So, for the first time, we were meeting. So I said, "Huh." So I called her up. I said, "Well, you know, you got to drive because she lives in uh, Jackson or off Jackson." I said, "You got to drive a little bit, come out here. Um, I know we're going to eat stuff like that." Jackson? Yeah, that's not that far. It helped my narrative though. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "You got to drive a little bit. We're going to eat. It might be late." I said, uh, you know, why don't we get a room for the night or whatever? It was one like near where we're going to eat and stuff like that. And we could just do that. So I was filling her out because of what, what Jazz had said. See where we go. And she was like, yeah, that's all right. We could do that. I was like, oh, snap. So I was like, yo, that really worked or whatever. So actually, the story gets better and better, actually, and I think about it. So uh, we went to eat, got a room for the night and stuff like that. So now, you know, she in a room. It's our first date, like I said. But. All right, no, you know, it's going down, you know, right now. So, um, but when we go in the hotel, it's the the check-in girl was bad, right? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> the check-in girl was super bad, actually. So I think I, no, 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 okay. I got to get the story right. Okay, we go in the hotel, and it was around changing hours like 11 o'clock or something like that where they change mm-hmm. shifts. So it was one checking girl there. So she checked us both in. So I go to the room with the girl that I'm with and you know, she's not going to take a shower or whatever. And I watch some TV, stuff like that. So now it's like 11, 10, 11, 15. I'm, like, I'm going to get some ice and whatnot. I go to get the ice and go past the checking girl. They switch shifts. The new checking girl is bad. But remember, she didn't see me come in with the girl because <laughs> she couldn't see her in the room. So now I'm out there. I'm kicking it to her. I wound up getting her number while the girl's in the room taking a shower waiting for me. Now, I knew I was good because I figured by the time we come back out in the morning, it's going to be 7 o'clock. The shift going to switch again. Mm-hmm. So, so this was like well thought out. So I got the number from the girl. And I went back to the room. And 
I did wind up smashing, and she wound up doing some magic tricks that night. It was crazy, but I did wind up smashing. And like I said, by the time we woke up for breakfast, it came out at like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The shift had switched, and the check-in girl had switched. So now it was like, yo, I got, a, I got a good dinner. I got some. Got a new number. It was like a great night for me. So, but to answer the question, I still didn't think she was a hoe. I thought, even though she agreed to stay beforehand, I just thought we had built up a uh, camaraderie that she really liked me, kind of like Josh, used to, Josh said in the other podcast. We talked for a while, got to know each other. So by the time we went out on that date, even though it was our quote-unquote first date, it was like, okay, I know this guy. I'm okay with spending the night with him. So no, I don't think so. Good night, though, I'm going to say. Well thought out. Um, so I guess if you do smash the first time, on the first date, um, does it change anything for you at that time? Like, does it, like, well, first of all, do you expect to smash on the first date? Or do you try? Well, I think we all know that Josh designs the first encounters for this eventuality. <laughs> I mean, because to me, there's no point in, you know, setting up time to do it if that's not on the menu. This doesn't make sense for me at this time in my life. It's just, you know, so simple time allocation. Because I could be doing something better, like, Podcasting with y'all, right? Right. So if it doesn't happen, are you disappointed or upset? If it doesn't happen, I'm not sure it hasn't happened in a while. Look at this guy. (laughs) That's after you said it, Mr. Routine over here. Get get out of here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think there was one exception where I didn't meet someone with that on the brain. And that was with Tivia from Toronto. And it just happened. And it wasn't, and it wasn't the first night either. And we also didn't really have that intimate space because we met out in public. Shouts out to Tivia from Toronto, actually. Um, it's funny because, um, and that's not to, not to go left, but uh, my um, <laughs> my my brother Nate, who lets who, who watched that your Tivia, he so. watched it on YouTube. He, he did, did watch it on the Josh Waring channel. <laughs> he did. It was funny because he was telling me that he was um, doing his uh his, his gaming that he sets up and that oh he had to hit pause huh he had to hit pause no 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 no, no. <laughs> but then he was he was doing it and there was a girl and it was like a group of, i forget what they were playing i'm not into gaming but they were setting up to play i think wow world of warcraft right they were setting up to play that night and a new girl came on he was like yo she sounded just like that girl josh was talking to on that podcast <laughs> like she had that real sexy voice and <laughs> so i was cracking up because tivia did Definitely had a voice, but nevertheless, um, what about you, uh, John? Do you expect it? Do you do you, do you try it, mm-hmm. or are, and if are you mad if you don't get it? Um, of course I'm gonna try. Uh, am I expecting it? It depends on, I think the vibe really, uh, the conversation. Um, I feel like if we have really great chemistry, um, depending on how you lead. Uh, I definitely agree with the expectation. Uh, now, me getting mad if it doesn't happen, I don't think that's really the case um, because I'm not really pressed. I think the only way I would probably get mad if it's something where if they were, like, playing a game. Okay. And it was, like, an intentional oh, game. Didn't you write a whole poem by the chick because y'all couldn't uh... – no, that wasn't the reason. The reason why I wrote it was because of it being a game. Like, it was an oh, intentional okay, game. Okay. All right. And I knew it. 
and that's the reason I bought it. And plus, it was a, it was great, great entertainment for me. It was, but that's what I that's what I that's what I I wrote about it for because it's like I feel like there's some women who intentionally the play games. games, okay, and then you get these results, these these shifty results where you go in and out, where it's just like, what was the point of doing that? Like doing all that, like if you just want to just talk. That's fine, but don't give off this image or persona that this is what you do, and then all of a sudden you switch up. That I don't. That that's just that's whack. So I want to ask this question, and let you know what I mean by it. So I said, does it change how you pursue the woman if she lets you smash on the first date? And what I mean by that, if she lets you smash, I guess, uh-huh. quote unquote, achieve one of your goals, uh-huh. does it now change like things you would have done as far as? how much you would take her out, what you would mm-hmm. do for her, how much you would try to, I guess, quote unquote, impress her because she already let you smash. Now, this is a great question. And I think the biggest thing, and a lot of women fall into this misconception and which can add on to men at times because, you know, they don't want to look like they're a whore or right. be looked down upon or be part of the list. I've always get this <laughs> thing. Like, oh, I don't want to be part of your list. And I, I get it. But I think how you carry yourself in that particular experience or moment that you guys share. If you carry yourself as if you carry yourself as an adult in regards to nothing you don't make it awkward or strange, like, oh, you know, I don't usually do this, blah blah blah. And if it's something that it just happened and then we talk as like it was just like a thing that happened, I'm gonna respect you more because it's you're not you're not trying to give me some sort of image of something that you're not trying to be. Or you're trying to say like, oh, you know, I don't usually do this. You know, last night's a one-time thing, blah, blah, blah. And now I feel like you're just adding on to make it more awkward. Right. And now I, I don't know I don't know what your intentions are now because now I feel like you're just playing games with me to an extent where it's like, oh, it's like this. You, you get you get up for a girl. Let's say you fall into this one-night thing or maybe the second night, and now she feels guilty. And now she's going to say, listen – you know, um, this was, you know, I don't usually do that or um, forget forget about what happened or this is not going to happen for such and such time. Now I just feel like this is going on with some sort of agenda or game or you're just trying to create some illusion to make me feel like you're something else. Or as opposed to if you just taking ownership or oh, last night was great or we had fun. I had a great time. Can we just hope we can see each other again? Blah, blah, blah. Simple as that. I will take, I'll give, actually have more respect for you for doing that as opposed to giving me some other side just because you feel like I'm now looking down upon you, which I'm not because I'm an adult you're and an you're adult. an adult. I'm not R. Kelly. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we're both adults. This is what adults do who are experienced for that matter. So why would I look down upon you? So you feel like if they just kind of keep it light, like we had a good time, then you'll keep pursuing them in the same way if you like them or not. Like you don't feel like at that moment because you got mm-hmm. it now, like I, I don't have to, I guess, do as much or. Right. Okay. And sometimes it, it might be a one time, a one night thing. And that's not because you gave it to me the first night. It just it might end up working out to be one. No, <laughs> I'm not going to put it in that context. But I will say, I will say, it just it just may, may be a one-time thing. It might be a one-time deal. Or it might be 
something else. But it's I thought you were talking to her for weeks and you got uh-huh. to know her and y'all set this date up uh-huh. and you did smash on the first date and it uh-huh. was trash. Then what happens? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I'm you know, I'm gonna say this. If I liked her right. and, it, and it was, yeah. I feel like we can move past that. Anybody okay. can learn. Um but if it was you know, like kind of finicky, we're like on and off. And then it was like it just was really bad. Then maybe, maybe it shouldn't have never happened. Maybe it was just like a forced thing, and it did happen. But it, it's not gonna work. Okay. And um, Josh, same question to you: Does it change how you pursue a woman if she lets you smash on the first date? I guess it depends while we're talking. Because if we're talking just to smash, then no. Right. Because that's what we want to do in the first place. Right. But if you were talking to pursue a future. Or pursue a dating, I guess, relationship, whatever. Would it change that for you at that time? What's interesting, I think your follow-up question here actually is more relevant to that. Like, if she makes you wait for a ridiculous amount of time, right? Okay, well, let's go. Let's go right to that. Would you continue to date a woman if she does make you wait? And I put for a specific amount of time, right. um, which can lead to ridiculous amounts of time. Right. But would you continue to date? A woman is there a, I guess I said is there a reasonable time that you would wait so I've known people who've waited a year what uh, which is again ridiculous uh, you know 30 days some girls have the arbitrary three th- three date rule oh yeah that's too so again to me that's just regurgitated nonsense that you've you know absorbed from pop culture do you have any independent thought on your own because as we alluded to in the first question, does sex on the first date make you a hoe? No. So if that's something you want to do, do it. But you're essentially stopping yourself from doing what you want to do just so you don't get perceived as that. So if a girl tells you, I like you, I want to continue to talk to you, but I do have a 90-day rule. Obviously, it's probably a red flag for you. Well, not at all. Because that doesn't mean I'm not going to date anyone else in that time. And I'm sure you can relate to that, brother Mike. <laughs> well, that's the question, and that's what I always said. I agree with your rules, that, but those are your rules. <laughs> no, but it's true. So that that's big facts, though, because right. that's I guess that's why my I have a you know I'm very selective when it comes to putting girls in that marriage category because once you're married, if a girl doesn't want to you know have sex, then that means you're not having sex. But I didn't make that rule. Right. So I'm not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, it's true. So, I mean, is there a reasonable amount of time? If she maybe hit me with, like, a 30-day, maybe I might acquiesce, but ain't they beyond. That's a strong-ass maybe. Like, it's a real strong maybe. But, again, what's the reason for waiting? That's true, too. So, yeah, I might ask a lot of questions. So, probably not. But, you know, 90s. Six months or whatever. What <laughs> is a car load? No, I'm saying. No, no, I'm at 90 days or six months. I mean, <laughs> 96 months. You ain't calling 96 months? Nah, I'm just saying. That's crazy. <laughs> but if it was 90 days or six months, again, I, I can't have sex with you. I understand. But don't think it's not happening somewhere else. And I think that's where the disconnect happens. I think these women think, okay, I'll wait for you and I'm just going to not do anything. Sometimes and a lot of times not the case. What about? I think we talked about this too already, John. But uh-huh. just put it on here. What about you? Um, is uh, would you continue to date a woman if she makes you wait a specific amount of time? 
it's hard for me. Um, and it's not because like I went it the first day. That's not the case. I just think it just de- it, it, it depends on the person. Um, but I, I honestly do think if we're at this age and you give me this thing where I need to wait two weeks or you need to take me on three dates, I just feel like, okay, you're, you're following a process, a consistent process that doesn't seem to be working well for you. And I'm not saying this in a mean manner, but it's just like, what's the point of even presenting that? Like, if, if it happens, it happens. Because most of the times when it does happen, if there's like a genuine interest, it's something that's just going to happen organically. Regardless if it's the first day or the hundredth day or a year or two years, whatever it is, it's just something that's going to happen through conversation, through meeting, and through feeling comfortable with that purpose, that person. I understand like when, when, when girls say like, I need chemistry, I need, I need a vibe. It, that's real. That's a, <laughs> that's a real thing. Like I, I get it. Like there's times where I looked at that and I'm like, what do you mean? But then when I see it and I actually look back at it, I'm like, okay, it actually made sense. But then you're going to, you're going to come and say like, oh, I need to wait two weeks. Like I, I have an example. There was a girl who is a virgin, 30-year-old virgin, right? Refuses to have sex until she's married, until you put a ring on it. And I believe her when she says it. At first, I didn't believe it. But then actually speaking to her and going out with her, I'm like, okay, maybe this is the real deal. But she even said it herself. I don't understand women who've had sex already and then put on this wool of waiting 30 days or going, or even like, oh, I'm going to go celibate for six months to clear my mind. She's like, you already had sex. What are you talking about? You're going to do it again. It's not like you're waiting until you're going to be married. Like, it's not like you're a virgin or it's not like you're going to wait until you're married. So why even go through all that? Like, what is it? Like, what, what's, what's wrong with you? And when she said that, it made me think like, okay, no harsh, but it makes sense. So why am I going, why I'm going to go out with you? And then you're going to say like, well, I have this th- this 30 day rule and you need to wait 30 days. What is me waiting 30 days going to do? So when it ha- when the 30 days happens and I get it and then I leave, what happens? Or right. Exactly. So what does that do? Cuz I remember Jazz, we talking about this with Jazz and he said, "You know what I would do? I would wait the 90 days and still be smashing other chicks, but I'm going to hit it on day 90, the 91 I'll be like I'm out." <laughs> and then and then what what does that do for you at the same time? But I do think women still got this um archaic like uh what is it why um why buy the cow and get the milk for free right (laughs) archaic stands where it's yeah yeah, you know what i'm talking about so where where it's like they feel like if they give it up early then a guy won't i guess and that's and that's just dealing with immature men or women or whatever the case may be but that's just lack of immaturity because you deal with somebody who is mature in that sense you're not going to feel insecure in regards to your decision because that's at the end of the day, it's your decision to do it. I, how, who am I to look down upon your decisions? I, I can't. I, I'm not living your life. That's your life. But at the end of the day, for you to justify, I don't know, whatever backlash you may feel you're getting just because you're giving this idea of having this, whatever the rule is, me, when you say that to me, I just think it's, it just, it's not necessary. I'm kind of with Josh. It's about what we went into it in the beginning for. If we went into it in the beginning just talking about being uh, doing that, then really there's no, no need for me to wait at all at that point because that's all we're doing in the first place. 
But if we're going to a talking about we like each other and want to work on see what it's going to be, just because I smashed, I mean, I don't like you anymore. So, like, you know, if I if, if I if I smash I'm, and I already was feeling you, then I'm going to just keep feeling you and I'm going to, you know, keep talking to you. I know women think, like, we're going to be like, y'all been talking to you every day. And I'm going to get to what so much you said in a second. Talking to you every day. We've been went on a couple of dates and it's been whatever, three weeks. And now I hit and now I'm out. Like, I don't have that much time. I got stuff to do. So if I'm putting that much time in, I'm not putting that much time in just to smash in three weeks and leave. Because it's, it's too easy to just do that. If I'm putting that much time in, it's because I like you in the first place. So I'm going to keep keep going with it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And I would say, just again, anecdotally, usually you'll find out more about the girl once you you know breach that barrier. And speaking of sex, just moving forward onto another topic, uh, also something me and John talked about before. Um, it's also the question sometimes. I mean, it used to be a question. People asked a lot, but it still sometimes comes up. And it's about the quote-unquote magic number, which is the amount of sexual partners that you've been with. And my question for you, too, is do you ask a girl at any point in a relationship, especially in the beginning, or, or towards the beginning, mm-hmm. um, how many partners she's had before you, Josh? Well, I remember growing up, that used to be a standard question. I would mm-hmm. say between, let's say, eighteen and twenty-four. Yep. But after that, I, you know, and usually the girl would ask, like she started that conversation, like, "Oh, what's your roster? Right. How many girls have you been with? <laughs> All that stuff," and then get mad at the answer. So I don't know. I guess I I didn't really care really so when they asked at that age did you ask them too or no oh yeah just to you know reciprocate and i was curious i mean it's kind of like you show me mine now you show me yours type of thing did you ever care about their number at the time well yes and no sometimes i was surprised and then found out later that the number was diminished by you know or perhaps divided by two (laughs) 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 which does seem to happen so that's probably another reason why i just stopped asking okay so today it's your age. If a girl asks you, what's going to be your response? A girl you're dating, I say, actually, what's going to be your response? I mean, I would have to think about it because it's not like I'm thinking about that all the time. Right. But I mean, okay, I guess my point is, would you would you even attempt to answer her question, I guess? Hmm. I could be coy, Josh, you know, and be like, uh, <laughs> enough type of thing. Yeah, you can definitely talk around it. I'm sure. I know you can, 100%. In circles. Yes. Yeah. But still, you wouldn't ask regardless. I don't think I would care, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, and I'm going to get to John in a second. Because we all got to bring back to the barbershop. Jazz had a friend. Got has a friend. And um, he was with this girl. And I've preached some of his stories. And um, I believe they were engaged. I know together a couple of years. And finally, he asked the girl, um, how many people you've been with? I don't remember what the number was. But it was too many for this dude. And dude who was with the girl for... A while, wound up saying that he he loved her. I think he was already engaged to the girl. When I'm saying, nah, that's too many for me. So and moved on. That's for like a you know a, a older age to be engaged, you know, to the girl. So John, do you ask at all? No. Okay. If someone were to ask you today, would you respond? Uh-huh. Or how would you respond? <laughs> I laugh. So you're not answering the question, regardless. No. 
<laughs> if they pressed you, no, no. It's never going to happen. Okay. And you, but you never asked before? Or have you asked me before? I have asked before when I was younger. Okay. But then once I realized two things, either one, the person is most likely going to lie about the number, especially if it's higher. Um, <laughs> that's guaranteed, almost guaranteed. And two, <laughs> what is it going to do for you? Like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, after you really think about it, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, you're going to judge the person? No. Basically, you might as well judge yourself. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Like, oh, she's been with this. And like, oh, but damn. I, so that guy from Jazz's story, you thought he was low, I guess. I mean, I guess he. He is uh, jaded. Okay. <laughs> with the parentheses, quote unquote. Because he didn't like her number. Yeah, because I really don't think, especially if you've been with her for, I'm assuming, quite some time. Yeah, years, yeah. What is her having a specific number going to do or change the love you already have for her? Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, what is the number going to do? So if you did find out a number, uh-huh. and say if you was, you know, you thought, like, eh, how much, it's uh-huh. not going to change anything that you feel about the girl. Well, can we... Actually, put some numbers out there. Can we get like a, an estimate? What would be too much? I don't think there is too. I mean, well, I didn't answer the question yet, but I don't mm-hmm. think there is. A, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't. Know. I think I think it's like individually. Gosh, I don't think it's very. So she had three hundred. Spartans. I would be like, yo, how'd you find the time? Like, you know, <laughs> like I got what more you questions. mean? Two, three, four at a time. Right? I got more questions than just like that. I'll laugh. Huh? I'll probably laugh. Would you still stay with her? If I loved her, yeah. Because, right. I mean, at the end of the day, that as long as she's not doing that with you, then what does it matter? It was all before you. That's all, That's how I look at it. Too. The key thing is if she's doing it with you, then I guess that can be a bit of – actually, that can be alarming. But if she's with you and she hasn't done that and she felt the need to say that to you, then by all means, that's great. But it's not going to change my perception over you because – We've been by that time. I'm I'm assuming that we've been through things. We've had our ups and downs. You've you've been there for me. You helped me on my lows. I helped you on your lows. Why by you saying this is this automatically going to make me hate you? Then it was never real in the first place. We we're just living in some sort of fantasy, you know, like those social media relationships. <laughs> yeah, I think back in the day to answer my own question, I think I used to ask kind of like uh, Josh did. I remember a girl told me, I forget. I'm going to say her age. I think she was like 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. And she had told me like her number was like 31. And I remember I dropped my phone. <laughs> and I remember uh, <laughs> at the time. I, I was younger too. It was not. That's hilarious. And I remember I dropped my phone. And um, yeah, I was like, what? I was like, first of all, I, I don't know. I started becoming like a mathematician. I was like, all right, when you start having sex, how many? I was like, let me divide this. How many per year? Like I started becoming like a you know, a, a hidden figure. Like, I started doing all this crazy math in my head. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was just like, it was too much for me. But then as I got older, um, like I said, I don't really ask. And if I if I was asked today, I probably would be like, you guys, I would laugh and say, why? When I was asked when I was younger, actually, I would get whatever. Like, I would look at the girl and know who I'm dealing with. And I feel like whatever, she, whatever number feels good for this girl. So... I've said 10, 12, 6, whoever the girl is, you know, at the time. But now that I'm older, I just feel like, like you said, like it's something that, like, we all have experiences, but you're with me now, and it's in your past. So 
it really shouldn't be important to you, you know, anymore. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if a girl did ask, but that's kind of, you know, what I would tell her and stuff like that. But you'd be surprised how many people, because when that topic did come at the barbershop, there was a few people <laughs> who were like, listen, <laughs> I think one guy said 11 was too many for him. He was like 38. He was like, yo, she, he was like, yo, she had 11? Nah, bro, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, yo, really? I'm like, you did with women 35 and above. I mean, you ain't doing nothing, twiddling thumbs, but I guess to each his own, you know. <laughs> Look at Josh's face. What? <laughs> Nevertheless, um, moving forward, moving the dating topic right along. Um, uh, this is one that John uh, came up with and want to talk about. And the subject is defend her in public, correct her in private. And since you kind of brought this up, John, do you agree with this concept? Yes, most definitely. Um, I honestly think if even if it's your friend, just your friend, just a matter of respect. Um, if you're going through, you're going out and you're having fun, you're in a social setting and there's a particular argument that may brew or there's something that your friend or you, the person you're in a relationship may be wrong then. I honestly do feel you should, depending on depending on the subject matter, you should defend that specific, that specific person, but you should also not make it into a big thing in public because it's at the end of the day it's your issue and it's something that you should deal with in private because it's for instance like say you're going out and then an argument becomes a big picture and everybody's looking at you and then this argument grows and grows, and now every now everybody knows about this particular argument. And let's say you get back home, you talk about it, you work the, you work things out. But now, the next day, everybody's in your business, like, oh, oh, that's such and such. They do this, that, and a third, and that's going to be like a lingering, uh, trending topic. <laughs> so you think all matters of the relationship should be handled in private? Yeah. So I guess it goes hand in hand with the next couple of questions, which I'll get to Josh in a second. Do you involve others in your relationship at all? Like, um, you know, family members or friends or problems or, you know, ask for advice overall, things of that nature. I think with, I mean, I think with problems, I don't think it really, depending, it, I think it's a touchy subject. And so depending, it, right. No, but there's a the thing. I I, th- I think it depends on what, type of problem oh okay and you know i feel like if like little things like like, let's for instance like my wife you know she's trying to get these shoes but i don't think it's like really like a thing i think that's a that could be an issue but it's not really a big deal but let's say there's like something serious where it may have something to do with you and you're trying to work on something but um it's a sensitive subject but it's something that you know that the both of you can work on but then if you know if it's something sensitive and somebody this, that, and the third knows, and let's say you resolve it, but you're constantly getting that feedback or somebody's looking at you from that you don't want to know and they're looking at you in a, a specific matter and now you're like a topic right. of when you're going out in public. I don't think that's necessary because I feel like there's things that you can definitely hash out between each other because at the end of the day, this is your partner. This is what you do with your partner. Right, I agree with you 100%. And, by presenting that specific image in public 
it just messes things up so much. And going back to that Amarion and April thing, that was a private relationship. They signed up for Love and Hip Hop. Amarion somewhat hesitant because he's always been a private person. He decides to do it with for his for his girl. His girl now becomes quote unquote famous. She's not she was never famous before. Now she's dealing with the repercussions of being famous. And now she's dealing with all the ins and outs and then things don't work out. And then she's dealing with the ex-bandmate or whatever. That becomes public. People are in their opinions. People say things that they shouldn't really respond to because it is a private matter. Uh, then they're broadcasting it in social media. And you now you're dealing with all these headaches. But let's say, for example, uh-huh. that, you know, what's your woman? That you're, that you're, you're having some issues mm-hmm. and um, uh, with her. Right. Um, maybe certain things she do or doesn't do or uh-huh. how she treats you or what she talks to you, whatever it is. Right. So is it always a turn you to like a mom or aunt or whoever like, yo, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I'm trying. Like, or do you always counseling? Like, okay. So you keep it between you and her regardless. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, people, not everyone's going to have that perfect mom, that perfect aunt, right. that perfect uncle. Not everyone's going to give the best advice. Right. At the end of the day, they might give you the worst advice. Right. And it, like I said, at the end of the day, it might be something that you can work out. Okay. And if you, regardless if it's between you or if it's a counselor or your pastor, whatever it is that you feel that may give you some constructive criticism, I think you should do it within a private manner with that particular third party if it if it comes to something like that. But if you go to Auntie Janice that knows how to scream up a storm and tell up everybody and gossip and then let you fix the issue that happened a couple months ago, then you go to that family reunion or you go to that um, that party or event and they bring it up, bringing something that you already hashed out and then they're bringing all these old memories. What's the point? What does that do? That makes that makes the situation worse because now she, your particular lady may feel peer pressured in a sense of where like, okay, now she's going to get upset because you hashed it out, but now she's bringing up old memories and now you're going back and now you have to deal with it and now you're driving back home and then you argue again. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. And uh, well, I'll, I agree with that wholeheartedly for several reasons. One, I'm, and I'm going to get to Josh's take on this in a second, um, but one, um, I do agree with the whole thing. I would defend her um, in public and, and correct her in private. Um, and I, and correct is a strong term, but I would talk to her about what I thought was, was wrong um, is what I would say. And I do think things should be handled in private. But as far as like involving others, friends, family members, things like that, I think the problem with that sometimes people don't understand is that when you involve them and tell them every little part of your relationship or things you're going through, they look at your significant other a certain way. So even like you said, when you fix things, now they're still like, you know, I still remember what he did before. I remember what she did before. So even though y'all good, I don't like them. So now we go to that reunion, like you said, or go to that Thanksgiving dinner. Now they like, um, I can't believe you stayed with her after what she did, even though y'all worked it out. Or I can't believe that, you know, she did what she did. So it's always better to keep it that way. And even on the opposite end, like, I wouldn't go to her family member and be like, you know, your daughter is going is doing this and that. Like, I don't know what to do. Because that can be, you know, you can set yourself up for failure. True story. There's a woman at my job right now. Her son is married to this girl. And her son can be promiscuous at times, or he can, you know, um, uh, do a lot of different things. So the girl called 
the mom who works with me and she told me the girl said you know um i need to talk i don't know what to do with your son she was like i love him but you know he ain't shit sometimes and the lady said ho 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 <laughs> she said listen thank you mom yes <laughs> she said ho 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 she said listen i don't know what happened between y'all and i'm sorry if he hurt you in any way and we can talk about it but you ain't going to say and tell me my son ain't shit <laughs> or whatever and and what I mean is that you got to be careful when you talk about someone's family member to them because they're going to try to defend them wholeheartedly. So that's why it's better just keep it between yourselves, um, so to speak. So, um, Josh, uh, I guess the concept, first of all, do you agree, I guess? And, and do you have you kept all your relationships in the past in private? I've learned to do that and as a general rule you know rule of thumb and advice to guys that are listening and girls you if you care about the person I would keep it I would keep it a secret but even if you don't I would still keep it a secret I mean not as in like secret as no one can know but not just to put all your business out there so when you weren't doing that were you talking to your friends more about it or like family members both and okay. then those things happen and then you learn that you know once they once other people start affecting your relationship and then you have rumors and whatnot and right. all those things it's like, like childish stuff right so it's between y'all anyway right so i think a great template of this would be jay-z and beyonce yes I agree. A lot of private going on, and we only hear rumors and have some suspicions about what possibly, you know, you know, can happen. Um, yeah, I think it's always the best way, no matter what party it is. And people don't sometimes understand they're setting themselves up for a long haul, like I said, by bringing other people in and then going to those people later on, like, yeah, we good now. And they're like, I don't feel like that nigga. So it's like, it's like, and then, geez. and then the other things when you bring, usually when you bring up things to other people, usually it's like venting, right? So right. they're only going to hear the negative. So they can only, ha like you said, they'll only have a negative perspective of this person. Right. And only one side. Ex two sides of the story. Exactly. As well. Um, and then in terms of correcting her in public or in private, it, I guess it depends on the flagrant aspect of her behavior. Because certain things, if she's throwing a tantrum right there, why would you wait until you get home? Because after that tantrum, there probably won't be a home for her to come to. Well, I, I think private meaning, can we step to the side, um, go, you know, to this hallway, whatever, to where it's like not a crowd showing you, I guess, scolding her. Brother Mike, if she's out here acting like Cardi B, you going to wait till you get home? I didn't say home. What did I just say? I said a private whatever. <laughs> but if we're in the, if we're if we're in here, she's acting crazy. I'll be like, yo, can we step over there for a minute? Talk about this. Like, and she gonna be like, nah, mf her. We gonna talk about this right here and now and get indignant. You're not gonna be but that's that's my point. It depends. on That's what I'm saying. Those tantrums, that disrespectful. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like not that? dealing All with right, that. Make a fool of I'm not dealing with that because that's how you know. Things like Harriet happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Violence between men and women. So I'm, I'm just not, I'm not even getting in that situation. Yeah, me either. I don't Especially really as a son of his attorney, that's just no. Yeah. I don't, I, again, there's too many, literally too many fish in the sea. Women outnumber us anyway. You're, you're giving me a great opportunity Especially to find some more of them. Yeah. Especially in Philadelphia, yes. women outnumber men by crazy numbers, which I did not know. Because like literally, women. Yeah, that's growing up, yeah, growing fine. old, lonely because there's not enough uh, men. Nah, that's uh, uh, why ugly dudes in Philly still be getting chicks. Like it's crazy. Everybody smashing beans, free. They there's so many chicks out there, <laughs> whatever. But um, <laughs> moving right along, and we kind of want to um, to the final topic, the right? Final topic in this podcast here.
Um, and uh, one we want to talk about. Uh, and this happened because there was a post on online, and um, this guy was talking about older gentleman, uh, not old older, but maybe like fifties, and he said he was married to his wife for eighteen years, and he was talking about how um, he pays every single bill within the household, <laughs> and he broke it down that my wife don't pay a single bill, and sometimes. You hear that, and you're like, okay, you know, you pay for the mortgage and the light bill, cable, whatever like that. Nah, bro, this, the dude said, my wife don't pay for no car insurance. She don't pay for no food. <laughs> like, he pays every single bill. He broke it down. And... Take pride of being a personal ATM. That's great. Right. So, um, I really want to talk about it because th- 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 this particular post mm-hmm. wound up with like 25,000 comments, which is huge for online because even like 10 is crazy but to get to 25 that tells you how polarizing this topic was um and then i saw it posted later on on derrick jackson's page you know derrick jackson is well not saw it on his page and of course Mm -hmm. he had his own his own take on it so i sent it to these guys i wanted to talk about it and it's something that does need to be talked about you know within relationships so when we talk about the bills in a household if you're living with someone or married or whatever that nature do you think the bills should be split and um or should a man pay all the bills what do you think josh i think it depends on the relationship and more specifically the mindset of both parties because if you have a traditional mindset which is what my man was talking about right that's perfectly fine because then that's going to work however we do live in a world now that's uh very proactive about giving women equal pay. So again, if you want to be non-traditional, if you want to be equal, then pay half of these bills. So half, you would say. Unless again, unless there's a massive wage gap right. in terms of that, yeah. Right. And not in terms of like the wage gap, wage gap, but actually the other person right, brings right. in much more money because of the pr- profession or whatever. Right then I don't think it's really fair to have the other person pay half. I don't think that's fair. Okay. So so 50-50 or it depends on the way on the wage, like 64, whatever. It, it is completely subjective on each couple because whatever works for y'all, that's what y'all should do. By the way, you don't feel like you as the man or whoever is a man should pay all the bills. I put double standard of financial obligation for a reason. Okay. I didn't even know you added that. <laughs> uh, John, your thoughts on that? Um, I personally think that this person, this, you saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't agree with him. Um, I personally don't agree with taking ownership of relinquishing all of my money into supporting you and just to build my ego. I don't think that really makes any sense. And I don't think you can get much done when you do that. And I mean, I don't know if the wife works or not. And I guess if it falls into a category, if she's like a stay home wife and he works, then okay, by all means do that. But if she works or she has a job and she makes good money, if not more money or whatever, and then you feel small because you want to feel like a man and have boost your ego and want to pay for the house and pay for your, your clothing or maybe like cut down in your your expenses just to give everything you have to her and your kids. Hey, you want to live a hard life? Do that. Me, I personally think depending on 
uh, the income that's coming in the home, depending on what we both make and what makes sense. Um, I do think that's a perfect opportunity to work together, uh, build goals together, build a savings plan together, uh, build a vacation plan together, build a home plan together, build an investment value together. I think it just makes more sense. And then if we one of us dies before another, we know each that one person is set regardless. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. Like I feel you can get so much done by working together. It's not like a, a dictatorship where <laughs> I'm taking control just because I want to, you know, I feel like I need to do this because this is how I was taught or this is what I believe in. I just don't really think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I um, well, some of the interesting things within the comments, too, and and obviously it's one of the 25,000, a lot of the women. A lot saying, of gold diggers, a lot of little kids. A lot of the comment. women were saying that's a real man right there and teach this generation how to be real men. See, that's the uh, Gaslighting 101. Yes. And we live in this hyper culture of sugar daddies, right? Right. M- now more than ever. So girls are already used. Exactly. Girls are already used to having men pay their bills without any reciprocation. And now they expect it. So it's entitlement completely. But but some women, which was interesting to me, were saying, I don't want that because if he does that, then he's going to expect to control me in every aspect. Exactly. And the ego. And thus the feminist movement provides, prevails, <laughs> excuse me. So, I mean, I definitely can see where they're coming from because if a dude's paying literally for your food, down to everything you do, mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. But if you were in a household, so I guess you're more on the 50-50 split, I guess, or... Yeah, I guess something like that. See, me, I kind of, once again, I mean. <laughs> Brother I, Mike. No, 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 no. I'm kind of. Um, <laughs> he would have paid for everything. I ain't You stay in the house. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kind of more like, like like jazz on the whole thing. One thing we were always agreeing on, I did this when I, you know, was in a household. Um, I feel like all of our money is our money. And that's what he'll tell you right now. You know, all of our money is our money. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You have same accounts? Yeah. I get it. Right. We don't have separate money. We don't have separate bills. All of our bills are our bills. Our money is our money. No, I'm definitely having a separate account. I'm saying that's Josh, but, but I. Like, you better know how you're gonna get to that theater. <laughs> I feel like all of our money is our money, so it's like no matter what you make, you make more, I make more. We make this together. We pay bills together. We pay for our trips together, whatever it's gonna be. So it shouldn't be like that. I once uh, uh, had a guy I used to work with, uh, R. Kim. Shout out to R. Kim. But I remember his wife's birthday was coming up, Ooh. and. Um, and he told me, I said, what are you getting your wife for her birthday? And this is his wife he lives with and stuff like that. He said, well, um, I'm, I'm going to pay her a cable bill for her. And I said, what do you mean her cable bill? <laughs> I said, he said, well, she paid a cable bill and I pay this bill. I said, but you watch TV too. <laughs> I said, how's it her cable bill? Well, I agree with that. Like things that are joint, yes, those should be split. But we're people, we have our own individual bills as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I do. But in that case, I'm saying like household things like that, like a light bill or a cable bill or something like that. To me, to say I'm that's her birthday gift. (laughs) 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 I think I think think that was the most dick I ever heard in my life. Because I'm like, well, what if she can't pay it and you don't give her the birthday gift? You're not gonna watch cable. I'm so confused. (laughs) But 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 this whole thing. So. To me, again, I, I live where everything is one. So I won't be saying, like, 
I'm paying all this stuff because I agree with John too. Like, you're not gonna have me out here paying everything, and you only shopping sprees, <laughs> making it rain, and and and, and Saks Fifth Avenue somewhere. We go in an argument, and then you go to Jamaica and meet. Laron. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Because you can afford it. And Come I back singing island tunes. Because one thing somebody pointed out about Bro online was that, yo, between his house, his clothes, his furniture, look <laughs> like he need to put my money into some other things. Thank you. I, that's the first thing I saw. <laughs> I saw a broken man. But to be fair to him, he was a gentleman of a certain age. Yes. So that mindset. That makes sense. That correlates. But our generation is not really about that life completely. Uh, we're not. But apparently, based off the comments, the women in our generation want us to be, though. Right. Gaslighting. Right. Gaslighting. But you also got to look at the context of the women that are talking. Like, are these women of value or are these women that are these women that people don't want? I mean... It looked like a lot of these girls that were saying these things, oh, daddy this and all this, would be women that you would not want to be on a date with. I have a friend, my friend Raina, same one who told told me about the uh, the trafficking situation. Uh This is how she was raised. Her mother never paid a bill. Right. So she is a value, my friend Raina. Right. But because she was raised this way, Mm -hmm. it's in her mindset that she wants the man to be the same way. Mm -hmm. I think some of it is how they are raised, too. I mean, that's great plausible deniability, but at a certain age, you see the value of someone else paying your bills. And who wouldn't want that? I want it. We all all want it. So, again, that that sounds charming, but come on. (laughs) Come on. So, anyway, I guess we all agree that we're not paying all the bills. And we don't feel less than a man because we're not paying. I'm just not doing it. I'm, I'm sorry. But again, to me, we're in a household together. It's, it's our money. So that's something different. Now, a follow-up question for both of y'all. If, let's say, because it's probably going to happen anyway. Let's say in five years, all of us are millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel differently about that? Well, especially since it's your money and then you'd be living the lifestyle that you want and then you would be welcoming welcoming her into that lifestyle. Actually, great. Great, great. I think that's a great point. Um, me, if this is my partner and let's say I become wealthy and I make a, t- a ton of money and she's not making as much money, but that's where this the type of person I am, I feel like you're my partner, you're my best friend. This is the person I feel like we're going to be together for, to the end. I'm going to position you to make just as much money, if not more money than myself. So that's not going to work because if you're going to be with me and I have the access, you have the access. You have a dream. You have a vision of what where it is that you want to do. It's going to happen because now you have the access, the tools, the people to present your ideas to get you to that point. So we're both going to be rich. So it's not going to be like, oh, you're going to be at the house and all this. No, you're going to figure out what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. Because there's plenty of the, there's so many stories where you have the the one person that actually makes it and another person who doesn't. But now they actually have time to work on their skills to get to the same point or if yeah. not higher than you. Where both of you are equally as successful and you can equally obtain whatever it is that you want. I agree with that. And if you, um, I mean, uh, um, well, I want to start from the beginning. First of all, I, I do agree with his point, but, but to your question, if I'm already rich and she comes in my world, so to speak, I'm already paying for this house 
in these bills. So I ain't gonna be like, you can move in, but you're gonna give me a couple hundred of these others like <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm already used to paying this and my income can fully support it. So I'm not gonna say that, but I will when she gets there, try to get her to, to not just not just for the help aspect, but because I wanna become that that power team. We're doing things together. And even if you look at a lot of these uh, podcasters, so to speak, a lot of their wives have a podcast. Exactly. Certainly, like Kev. Kev's wife, Kev on stage, has a podcast, right? right. But none she was thinking about doing when she met him several years ago. Right. I agree with John. You're going to be doing some of this work. You ain't going to be doing nothing now. Exactly. Right. And it just makes things so much easier. Like, we, nobody can say nothing. Like, oh, this person's, like, especially if you become like some somewhat of a pumper figure. Yeah. You can't have. There's no. There's not going to be much backlash. Like, oh, she's just using you for this, or she's not doing this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, she has her own money. No, she has her own career. No, she does this. She runs this company on her own. She doesn't need me for anything. She does whatever she wants. I agree. With and I think it just makes it so much easier as opposed to you having that, in a sense, I guess, trophy who doesn't do nothing, yeah. and it just creates problems whenever you have an issue they're going to downplay your partner because they're not equally involved. Yeah, because I don't know if I saw it or you guys said it to me, but it was something else, too, where the woman was like, yo, you know, if you, you know, paying all my bills and you don't. So the guy was like, it was like a group round table setting. It was, it was I got to find it. it was on Instagram. But nevertheless, the guy was basically like, why should I pay all these bills and you doing nothing or whatever? And the girl, who looked like she was kind of a gold digger type, you know, almost stereotype, but she was like, I'm doing my part. I'm making sure that your bed is made, your food is cooked, your clothes is washed, Oh, or whatever. Yeah. I remember you You remember that, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah this and that. So, it was the podcast thing. They, yeah. they, like, they were like asking. In a group, right? Yeah. So, is that good enough for you guys? And no, you gotta do more to make my bed and, and fix me a sandwich, bitch. Like, I need you to work, like, something like that. Like, which, like, or. It was basically like, the, there's a stay home, stay home chick, you're working. And she's like, she expects, and but she like, she'll do whatever you want. Like the, right. the girl standing was like, well, if like you want sex, she's gonna be there for you. She want an outfit, she's gonna be in that outfit because that's her job. Right. But you have to provide and pay all the bills. Right. And I mean, when I saw that, I just, I, I just saw a whole bunch of like nonsense in that whole video. I saw a whole bunch of gold there. Right. Cause dude was like, cause dude was against it, right? Uh -huh. But then he was like, well, if I'm doing all that, then. If I come home from work and I want you to give me some head right now, you better drop to your knees. So she was like, "He did what he said." John Paul it. Yeah, so, I saw it, but so I see. Was like, so she was like, "That's what I'm gonna do because you making sure I'm good or whatever." Yeah, and, that. yeah but the, it's just like the quality of woman in that whole room. It just, just didn't make sense to me. And like, I don't know, it, it was just off. And like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do. It. It's just like I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of it. So I guess the point of the question was, because uh -huh. we, we all feel like we want her to be able to have her own lane. Right. But if she's like, yo, I'm going to take care of all your needs mm -hmm. in that way, as long as you just keep providing, make sure the house is good, is that good enough for you? Or does she still have to have her own lane? Let's, let's start with John. I mean, it sounds like coming to America, like, whatever you like. <laughs> I mean, again, if I wanted a, a maid, I'd just get a maid. Right. And still smash the maid. Like, what's. <laughs> I don't understand. Basically, that's what it sounds like a maid with benefits. Yeah. I that's agree. how you want to live your life. You want to be a maid with benefits <laughs> and you're broadcasting it. 
Oh, okay. I'll probably save money getting a maid than you. you might, <laughs> probably. Yeah, and you'll cost me half. No, I'll get a maid. Right. Okay, I see. So, 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 the, so the enticing meant of getting whatever you want when you want is not good enough. You still need more harder work. I got it. I understand. And I, and yeah, I, I, I need more than you just saying, oh, I'm going to do this. Because what the hell does that do? Because <laughs> eventually do you're not going to want to do it. Yeah. Right. And then what? And then what? I'm taking it. Give me the all the bags. <laughs> we had a deal, man. I can return you at the. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm gonna return you at the store. <laughs> right. Um. So, do you guys? Um. I don't know. You, you. You know. You got. We've all been in relationships for a little while. Some at different times in our lives. You ever talk about your income at all in relationships, or that really is not a question that comes up. As far as like what you make and what she makes, hasn't ever got that far because never I haven't been you know I haven't lived with a girl like you have so right. it's never gotten there. So even before even just being in a relationship for however long you were, they never asked you like how much you make or did you ever ask them? No. What about you? Uh, not really. No. Well, I mean, like there was one person, but we were like together for a while. But I think that was just like a natural conversation. But it was not like a. Thing, detrimental. Is it important for you to know before you were to live with a girl? Like at that point, okay. And like she's like, listen, I, I we I can afford to for us to pay this bills together. But do you need to know the exact number what she makes for your own sanity? I guess at that point, I would be more concerned with her debt in terms of student loans than what she makes. Okay. And then reverse it, you know, from there. From there. What about you? That's a great point. What Josh brought. Um, I think my thing is this. Well, first, I'm not gonna live with you if we're not married. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't think it really makes sense. I feel like as you start depending on each other more, okay, and that puts adds more stress to the relationship because now we're looking at each other as if like we need to be together yeah. to pay rent, and that causes a lot of more issues. Oh yeah, I, I suppose that. I to say that. never move in with no, no, yeah. no, never move in with somebody to save money. Like that's stupid. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. It happens and in then, cities all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and then we get together. We, we can save. <laughs> yeah, you see it all the time. People are like, oh, I live in Manhattan, and it makes my rent cheap, and I live with him. And then as you get together, and months go on, and years go on, you realize you don't like the person. And then I, I, I just don't feel like that's necessary. I feel like we have to actually be together, seriously, for that to actually happen. And so, so I guess so. So your uh, thing, because you already said. Once you're married, your mm-hmm. income, y'all all want income. One right. Thing. So at that point, by the time you would know. Her but I feel like, yeah, but once you get to that point, I think you would have an idea anyway, yeah. regards to based on your career and the spending habits and what you do, and especially when it comes to planning your wedding. Right. And the cost involved, all that comes into <laughs> it's a fruition. So I, I really just think it's just the point. As you get to know somebody, those things come out. And. Um, or even if it's an issue, that's when you can, you know, partner with your partner and figure out what it is that you can do to fix it to avoid consistent issues or help them make more money some kind of way. Yeah. If that's an issue. Um, yeah, I, I th- I'm with John. I think it's going to come out, um, regardless of the time, but I think it's more like, I, I don't know, like in the beginning, I'm with you. It's not really my business, you know, at the time, if I, say you know can you do this and you can do it so i need to know like i don't really need to know like 
what's your paycheck every two weeks? That's really, you know, not my concern. And if you can't and you need me to help you for whatever reason, I can help you, then that's something too. But either way, we didn't talk about how much you make. No, that's not really, you know, my concern. Even for me, like I remember when I was younger, I dated a CPA and she was making like buku funds. She worked for, I forget what firm in Philadelphia. She probably made double or more than I made. But we never asked each other's income. And she told me, she said, every time I actually want to go somewhere, we go. So that's all that matters to me. I don't really care how much you make. And I think that's really, you know. That's all that matters. Yeah, how it should be at the end. So That's I'm, a great segue to your final question. It, it, it is. And um, it's actually John's question. Oh, okay, Brother John. But the John question is, why is it that men are likely to date women who are not on on their level compared to women who are not more likely? That was your question in the end of you, uh, Instagram. So why do you think so? Um, I think, well, if the question, I think it's just like when women tend to position this thing where they have to, and I feel like I'm gonna, there's going to be a lot of backlash because a lot of times it do, actually does create a lot of arguments because a lot of women tend to go against the the general where women would say, I need to date a man of this particular success level. But then you get other you get a side where they'll say, well, that's not necessarily true. It could be anyone that I care for, but they just have to have the um the means or the drive of wanting more, but then you see the opposite. And I think more with men, a man could be more inclined to being with a particular woman, regardless of they're successful or not, and then make things work. And they'll be more willing to do it in comparison to a woman wanting to do that because, you know, especially with how things are now in this particular society, a lot of women are making more than men now. A lot of women are are doing more and becoming more educated and doing a lot more things, and now they don't really see the reason to deal with you in that in that sense. And the, I was just trying to bring on a, the approach of like, if you really like the person or you really want to be with the person, does it really matter that they're not at the same level you at same level as you at that particular point? Like, is that going to be, like, the deal breaker? Or is it just like, oh, you know, I'm good. I can go do something else. Well, is it for you? Like, if they're not at your level right now, like, do you say, you know, I feel like they have potential? Or you like... Me? This I'm going to say me. Um, If I see something in her and I think she can add more value or I can add more value to her life, yeah, I'll do it. Um, I'm not going to judge you based off of your current surrounding because sometimes you and you may need that push or that somebody who can maybe show you something to add more to your life because you might not have you might not have never had that before. I want to ask Josh that question in particular, especially. Um, well, both questions: Why do you think men are more likely to date women on not on their level, and would you date a woman not on your level? financially if you saw potential in her well 
I feel like we all know I'm the type of person who sees potential in everyone. Yes. So I'm always going to push you to do more. That's true. That's the great of that. So if, you know, if she didn't receive that in a way that took action, that I probably wouldn't be as into her because she lacks that ambition. Okay. And why do you think women are, men are more likely in the first place? You think women aren't, you think because they're looking for something, women are just looking for a certain facade in a man or... Like what do you th- or do you think men are more likely, I guess, to date a woman on that level? Hmm. I guess it depends what community. Because uh, you could say in our community, it's usually the opposite. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's say the world in general, it's usually the other way. Right. Even though the world is becoming less traditional, that still holds. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, to, For me, I, I, I think I'm kind of with both of you and and, and that everyone you don't know a person's past and what they've been through and how they got to where they are. And I can't judge you because right now, today you're working wherever you're working. I'm not even going to name a place cause I don't want to put any place down, but wherever you're working at, but you're to make ends meet, to support yourself. And but I don't know how you got there, but it doesn't mean you can't get somewhere else. Right. And I look at, you know, um, a girl, um, who I dated, uh, recently actually um earlier this year and i had dated her and this goes to another question we'll talk about another topic about um dating like an ex person but i had dated her eight years prior to this right and when i dated her eight years prior josh knows about some of this back stuff. when she was in her prime back when she was no i wouldn't say that <laughs> you, you don't have to say it but that is the reality <laughs> but john eight years prior how real the girl was um Let's just say, okay, you know, I didn't want to do that. Because <laughs> she, she was under 30, but go on. <laughs> she was under 30. She's under 30, actually. She's 26 now, so do the math, right? So, yeah, she was she was 18. She was 18 or 19, or whatever time. So, um, Sounds like prime time. Yeah, so I was like 25 or 26. Anyway, so. Um, oh, that was when you was really fifth, fifth. <laughs> <laughs> See me in the club. No, um, oh, stop. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, she was young, so obviously some of the things is because of her age, right? But still, she didn't have a job. She didn't have a car. She was, like, living with, like, um, a friend's mom and, you know, in a room and didn't have a lot going for her at the time and stuff like that, right? And, and we dated for a bit, and, and we broke up at the time eight years prior. And, um, you know, for other reasons, stuff like that. Come eight years later, she pull up on me coming out of Dunkin' Donuts. She recognized who I am, all right? And we uh, we start talking, and I want to, you know, get to know her again. Eight years later, now she's got a great job. She she has a car, right, because she pulled up on me. So she's got a car. She, got, she owns her own house at this time, and, like, it's a total turnaround. But this girl, eight years before, was like, you know, like, 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 no. So that goes to show you now, I wasn't there for the for the glow up, so to speak. Right. But a lot of women do glow up. <laughs> right. But you see, like, you know, how a person can still, you know, go to another level. So I wouldn't never turn someone away because they're where they are today, not knowing where they can be in the future. And I think for me, I kept emphasizing it to her because I think I was more shocked 
than people who she already knew. So I was, you know, proud of her because I saw where she came from. And it's kind of like uh, when you see a person losing weight, right? And if you see them every day, right, you don't really notice it as much. But if you see a person today and see them six months from 100 pounds, you're like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like that. So since I didn't see her get all these accomplishments throughout her life, as people were living with her, like, they saw it, it was like, oh, that's good. But for me, it was like, wow, your whole life is different. So that's why I would never, like I said, turn my back on anyone because of where they're at today. And this, curious, how did that relationship end? The first time or the second time? Obviously the second time, post-prime. Uh, the second time, nah, she's still uh, a cool chick. I, I, she had, um, I want to put her personal business out there, but she had a death in her family that she, um, a very close relative, that she was still uh, grieving over. And because of her grief, she just really couldn't put her effort into our relationship and whatnot. So we kind of had a mutual breakup, and, 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 and we're still cool. Um, but That's not what I was told. Well, I mean, we ain't got to put everybody with the minutes out there. Damn, right? Mike, you're not, you're not being transparent exactly today? What I don't want Jada Josh talking about right now. But. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know about that side at all. Huh? Because unless this is a different chick, well, anyway, so <laughs> I see how convenient. Segway King strikes again. <laughs> That's actually what happened. But my point of her story is the come up that she had, and you never know what person could be today, next year, next week. So I would never turn somebody back, no matter what level they're at. So, um, but that's the end, folks. Damn, Mike, you just going to edit on that, though? I mean, that's the end of the You're podcast. Not gonna, that was the end of the podcast, though? That's the whole story oh, about the girl. Man. That's the whole what truth, no, but the truth, huh? The whole truth. That's the whole story, though? Okay, look, before I end this podcast. We ever have it to transfer. You got stories. You got to say stories now. Oh, Mr. Had, um, relations. I'm just being polite. <laughs> but Who's being coy now? <laughs> because of her grief. Things couldn't go as they should. So, but was there more? It, it, no, listen. It's true. <laughs> it, it, it's true that she was grieving and stuff like that. But because of that, she couldn't give me the time. Uh huh. Is what I told Josh. Definitely didn't tell me that. I'm just letting you know. You, you, you didn't tell me that. Maybe, maybe it's another Josh from a new you. Maybe it's another girl. I don't know. But. But that's what I told you. Give me the time that I needed. And we weren't getting like quality, in the hot seat. We weren't getting quality time together. The host in the hot seat. So I think they like this because I put them in the hot seats. But that's what I told Josh. So, once again, we're going to end this podcast. It was a great night. Once I'm sorry. Again. I tried to get him to speak more, but he's not as transparent today. I, I am. And we, we appreciate all of our <laughs> listeners once again. Uh, Thank you for listening, whether you know you're – stuck in traffic or bored at work we appreciate your time appreciate it all uh also plug for our mental theater podcast with josh and myself which should be on the channel the most recent one uh soon and uh you know for banks and josh have a good night